This is the Diamond Hogs Podcast with Mason Choate and Robert Stewart. Welcome to the Diamond Hogs Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Choate, joined by Robert Stewart and Christian Cheatham. All right, guys, so the season is over, and there's not really, I mean, there's nothing to talk about as far as gameplay goes, but the MLB draft just happened, and nine Razorbacks were taken. We're saying nine, even though Mark Adamiak transferred to Missouri. Word was... He's a Razorback until he plays for Missouri. Throws a pitch for Missouri. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're counting Mark Domiak. That's nine players um, from Arkansas drafted to the Major League Baseball, drafted in the Major League Baseball draft. Um, some guys that weren't drafted that we thought were going to be drafted. At the, I mean, like I get the age thing with Lanzilli, but that's the only thing with him. It is, and I've I mean, talked to some people in. They're a little confused as to why he wasn't drafted. I know he's talking to some teams. He hasn't signed with anyone as as of this recording, but he led the College World Series in home runs. He did. He he led Arkansas in batting average. He led he led the third best team in all of college baseball in batting average. That's not insignificant. And on base percentage, I think. I think he led the team in on-base percentage. Uh, it was either him or Webb. Let's hey, see. I know it's been a while since we've been in the studio, Robert, but you have to talk into the mic. I want to yes. readjust there here. There you go. You. Christian's over here. Christian? F- 53 college bombs. Fifty. Yes, 53 college bombs. He hit over 300 in his college career, didn't he? Yep, three for two five. For two Power 5 teams in two Power 5 conferences. So it's like... I don't. I really don't. That's the one that I don't understand. Brady Slavens wasn't drafted as well. Uh, I get Cole Ramage. I understand that one. Yeah, Lanzilli did lead the team in OBP. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. And that's no. That's no like slight to to Cole Ramage, by the way. He just, you know, he doesn't fit the mold of a guy that's going to be drafted. Correct. You know, especially given his age. I think he was a six-year senior, and right? He's even older than Lanzilli, I think. Yeah. So that uh, that was really the only one that I wasn't surprised about. But let's just. Let's just talk about it. Let's talk about the guys that were drafted, um, starting with Caden Wallace. Boy, that was a long wait to hear his name, wasn't it? Yeah. We're all in Zoom together, waiting waiting for old Caden Wallace, old number seven, to hear his name called. And Was it 50 overall? 49. 49. 49. We were thinking it was going to be, you know, once he started falling, we are like, okay, it's either 49 to Kansas City or 50 to Colorado because the Rockies had <laughs> two picks in the 30s, I think, that they passed him on. And those, those were two teams that – had looked at Wallace um, in the pre-draft process, according to my sources. And uh, I think that both of those teams had set themselves up where their their previous draft pick before Wallace was more of an underslot guy so they could take an overslot guy like Wallace, who's going to be asking for more money um, later on. And I, I think the Royals, they only had two picks on day one, so it really worked out well for them. Works out well for Arkansas fans. You get to watch him in Springdale at some point. I, I would assume he makes it to Double A. And and you'd have to think that Dayton Moore knows what he's getting in in Caden Wallace. Yeah, the, I I played the bit again of Robert Moore's dad. Yeah, and it was it's just so funny that I, I to this day like I could tweet it out right now, like no way Robert Moore's son Robert Moore's dad is the GM of the Royals, or I guess he's president now. I yeah, think he's, he's I think he's the president. He's not the GM yeah, anymore. Baseball but he's, ops president. Yeah, there you go. In the front office. And I, I would still have people in my mentions like, where have you been? What rock have you been living under? 
And it's like, are you are you serious? And so uh, you're gonna have to start tweeting slash s under every single post you make. I guess that's sarcastic. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Caden Wallace. I personally, I'm happy because I root for the Royals. That's my major league baseball team that I uh, I root for. Uh, I would not, you know, say I'm a diehard Royals fan, um, but it is exciting because I can get a jersey of my favorite team with Caden Wallace. I recall you saying earlier this year that the floor for this team was the World Series. Yeah, well, that was obviously a joke because the Royals suck. <laughs> they're about to they're about to trade away Andrew Benintendi too. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. But well, the deadline's August second. They got some time. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, I guess should we talk about signees later, or should we mention? Well, let's just go down as, the list. Okay. Yes, Christian. No, you're, you're good. Okay. Uh, so, number 57 to the Braves, Cole Phillips, right-hand pitcher out of Bjorn High School. He's a signee. He's going to sign with the Braves. Um, he will not make it on campus. I think he was a top 40 player, according to Perfect Game, nationally. Something like that. I know he was one of those guys that of the Arkansas signees that was expected to get drafted. There were really just three of them. And Right. He was one of the five in, the, in Perfect Game's top 100. I know yeah. that. Um, and then... Uh, Peyton Paulette, number 62, to the Chicago White Sox. Um, that's about where we expected. Uh, yeah. As far as like pr- projections going into the draft, it felt like Paulette was in that 40 to 70 range. Yeah, I mean, Tommy John, just, I mean, Peyton Paulette coming off of Tommy John, being a second-round pick anyway, just goes to show that teams aren't really scared of that anymore. I mean, we saw Landon Sims from Mississippi State go ahead of him, right? Yeah. And I think I he think probably wasn't the only pitcher that was hurt. Well, either. that's that's another thing that maybe we should clarify for some listeners who maybe don't understand. Tommy John is not a big deal anymore, and most pitchers have to get it nowadays. You know, like at some point, a pitcher's going to get it. And I saw a lot of people commenting on social media when Paulette got drafted that uh, they were surprised that he was, you know getting drafted so high because of his injury and it's like that's not a surprise anymore i mean if you were paying attention to draft boards which like i don't blame you if you're not but if you were paying attention to draft boards throughout the season even after january like you saw his name was floating in the top two rounds yeah but i i i don't think it's about the projections as much as it's about people don't understand that tommy john is not a huge deal i think for arkansas fans it's just they didn't see him pitch at all this year. So yeah. they're like, how's he getting right. drafted this time? But well, yeah. that that and his numbers weren't yeah. exactly attractive in 2021. No. Small sample size. Yeah. He's, but he's, that's he's, the thing. Yeah. He's one of those guys that they're drafting him based off of what he can be and not what he has been. You know. Right. I mean, you think about it. He was supposed to be Arkansas's ace. So ignore everything else. You think about the Razorbacks' ace. That's probably a guy you want to draft, right? Yeah. Um. So moving along, this one kind of caught us off guard. I don't know why. We should have expected it. Didn't have a story written. I don't know why. It's just so here's here's the thing for those listening that have listened throughout the season. I've taken over as managing editor for hogbeat.com. Andrew Hutchinson has moved on to a separate website. We're still available on the Hogbeat YouTube. Um technically I guess this episode is gonna go go out on hit that line. I'm I haven't talked to Ty Richardson, but I'll I'll email it to him. So you can find us on the Hit That Line Podcast Network as well. Um, we didn't have a story written. Robert joined me over at Hogbeat, and you know he was helping out with the draft coverage. You can go to hogbeat.com, by the way. I have a full story with every Razorback-related player 
that was drafted along with every single SEC player that was drafted. So go check it out on hogbeat.com. It's titled, uh, let's see, let's see, Tracking Diamond Hogs SEC Players in the 2022 MLB Draft. And within that story are links to the stories I wrote, I yes. believe. Yes, Um Robert Moore, number 72 to the Milwaukee Brewers. I, I, I didn't see him going on day one. I didn't either. And I, it's not a huge surprise because uh, it, it kind of the same thing as Peyton Paulette. Right, it's you know, potential, right? You know what the potential is. They drafted him as a shortstop as well, by the way. Correct. Um, I mean, defensively, he is a major league defender. He's that guy. The bat is what he's really going to have to work on. Um, this past season, he hit what two thirty two? I think it I was. I mean, he lost fifty one points on his batting average between yeah, and a lot and of 22. home runs too. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's something that he's going to have to get better at. But it, it makes sense that the Brewers took him. You know, there, there's probably a lot of talk amongst um, Major League Baseball front office people, and I'm sure Dayton Moore was talking up his son. I'm sure a lot of other people were talking up his son, and so. Uh, Robert Moore goes to the Brewers, and that rounded out day one of the Major League Baseball draft for the Razorbacks. So three players drafted, one signee. Um, about what we expected, right? I mean, we didn't really expect anything else. I mean, I guess I guess Mason Neville and Jason Jones were two guys that could have been taken on day one, but we weren't really expecting it. It's it's the signees. That's the, that's the biggest takeaway of the draft for me, is that only one signee will not come to campus. Exactly. And, of of and, the freshman guys, yeah, right. We, we got to talk about transfers too, but that's that. We're going to talk about that on a separate episode with Kevin Bohannon, right? Um, this is really just MLB draft. So moving along, number one hundred and forty overall. I don't, I don't have rounds. I should have put rounds, but pretty sure I think this was the fourth round. It was fourth or fifth, because it's eighty on the first day. So one, one ten, one forty. I I bet it was fifth because. What eighty first pick would have been the first pick of the third round? Well, but they did a they did another comp round, one of those comp rounds. Oh, they so, did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm looking it up. Okay. Sorry for the lack of preparedness. Well, I've got the list in front of me. I just didn't put rounds. Yeah. Anyways, number one forty to the White Sox, joining Peyton Paulette, Jordan Sprinkle, shortstop out of UC Santa Barbara. Fourth he, round. In the fourth round, he was a transfer commit to Arkansas. This was a guy that uh, I had heard from people that. He was going to be a great replacement for Jalen Battles. He was going – I'm not going to say he was going to be as good as Jalen Battles, but he would have really helped out in uh, in the lack of Jalen Battles being there at shortstop. Uh, by the way, uh, he was the 140th overall prospect on MLB.com, the 131st overall draft pick. Wait, Sprinkle? Yes. Sprinkle was 131? Yeah. Why did I put 140? Because he was the – because MLB's draft tracker lists – Pick and then rank, sort of like uh, fantasy football draft, right? One, let me fix that as we're talking right now. Okay, number one thirty-one, Jordan Sprinkle. I was wondering because I thought the White Sox were toward the back of the order, but one forty to one sixty-four didn't make enough difference. Yeah, let me, anyway, let me get back to this story now. Um, so yeah, one thirty-one. I'm sorry, Jordan Sprinkle. That's my bad. Fourth um, round selection of the Chicago White Sox. The Sox ended up loading up on Arkansas related folks. They did. Um, oops. Moving forward, number one sixty-four to the Tampa Bay Rays, Jalen Battles. This one was one that some people were a little confused about because apparently the Rays are really set up at shortstop. So, but you know, baseball is a weird sport. I mean, maybe they're 
they're maybe they're buyers at the trade deadline this year. Maybe they're going to sell a bunch of their prospects and gear up for a World Series run this year. Yeah, the Rays aren't afraid to move prospects or, you know, package, you know, package them for like a pitcher or something. So, they have they do have a lot of infielders, but we'll we'll see where Battles ends up in the system. Take that from a Red Sox fan. He watches the AL East closely. So, there you go. Well, I think um I think the Rays also took a shortstop before Battles in that draft. That's what I'm trying. I'm trying to find it right here. Oh, how did the Rays do in the draft? Let's see. Brock Jones, second round. Uh, they took Chandler Simpson in the CBA round B, pick number 70. He's a shortstop slash second baseman from Georgia Tech. They took Ryan Cermak the very next pick uh, from Illinois State. Yeah, Ryan Cermak, who I think... I thought I heard they drafted him as a shortstop. Well, the MLB be. draft tracker certainly says shortstop. Okay, so and then battles. So that's three shortstops. Three in shortstops first in their first five rounds. One, five, two, six, three, four, five. Seven picks? Six. Seven picks, yeah. Because they had two picks in competitive balance round B, which was... So there were those two shortstops taken and then Robert Moore. So that's why, that's why I'm a little confused. About that, but I mean Jalen Battles, I mean you know he's he's an elite defender. Really helped himself out at the plate this past season. So, moving on, number two sixty two to the Miami Marlins, Evan Taylor, left hand pitcher, out of Arkansas. Back to back, Connor Nolan. And then very next pick, Chicago Cubs, Connor Nolan. Felt like there were a lot of like back to back from schools picks. Uh, I don't know. I think I, Kentucky had one. Kentucky of them, had right? one. I know that. Um, anyway. That's uh, good Good for those two seniors out of Arkansas. We were thinking Nolan might be back for year number five, but uh, if he's a top ten round pick, take that money. Really happy for Evan Taylor, though, Like to get drafted like top ten rounds. So. Evan Taylor. Who made an appearance on the, the podcast. Diamond Hawks podcast. Yes. So Evan Taylor is the first player from the University of Arkansas to be drafted after being a guest on the Diamond Hawks podcast. And you think about it, we almost had Connor Nolan, too, and, and Vermillion in the same episode. Almost. Um, but another another Diamond Hawks podcast guest, the next pick. Back-to-back in the ninth and 10th rounds. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, number 281 to the Chicago White Sox, Michael Turner. First guest on the Diamond Hawks podcast this season. The inaugural... Diamond Hogs podcast guest. Yes, the very first player guest on the Diamond Hogs podcast, Michael Turner. Uh, very happy for Michael Turner. He's going to be a Chicago White Sox. Is that is that the is that the proper way to say it? He's going to be a White Sox. <laughs> what is what is the singular of Sox? S O X. Christian, I've, you would I've know seen, you're a Red Sox. Fan. I've seen I know, people I, say Sox. I know people say Sox, but I I'll say he's a Red Sox or something. Like oh, that. okay. I, I would say the like, Red Sox player. So he's a White, White Sox, Sox player. I would if I were writing, I would call oh, him a White Sox player. Say the player, yeah, add that to it. Yeah. Either way, Michael Turner to the White Sox. Or he's heading to the South Side. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> um, next pick, another guest of the Diamond Hogs podcast, number two ninety nine to the New York Mets, Zebulon Vermillion. Mm. A lot of Mets fans were happy about this because they had never heard his name before and they were like, Holy crap, we just got ourselves a guy. That's that's what you're going to get. If you're a Mets fan and this is all you know about Zebulon Vermillion is his name is Zebulon Vermillion and he can throw anywhere from 95-98 on the fastball and he's like, what, 6'4", got a big old beard, you think he's going to be like the next great New York Mets pitcher? 
I don't know if that's going to happen, but I'm very happy for Zebulon Vermillion. I think Arkansas didn't use him as much as they could have. It will be interesting to see if his minor league managers use him in a different way than Dave Van Horn did. Yes. I mean, it's it's a lot. He was he was basically the Ryan Costew of the Razorback pitching staff this past year. And apparently Costew was tearing it up with the Angels organization at some point this season. I, I haven't checked to see how he's doing right now. Well, good for him. I'm actually going to look it up right now. So that wrapped up day two, right? Because that was that was round ten, and that marked eight hogs off the board, which was the most through ten rounds in program history. Ryan Costu in high A ball has three point four two ERA, three five. He's three and five. He started ten games. Wow. Um, he's got eighty one strikeouts compared to nineteen walks, and a one point one six WHIP. Anyways, yeah. highest number of eight and ten rounds. Highest number of Razorbacks drafted through ten rounds in program history, yeah. which feels significant, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on. Uh, what huh? was the record? Was it eight or nine? I think it was six. Was the record? Oh, the record before was it was six. They set the record with eight. Wow. Yeah. Six. I think they had six last year, and that was the record. Who had the record? Vanderbilt. No, this is a program. Oh, we're, we're, yeah, program. Oh, 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 I thought you were talking about, like, college. No. No, I retweeted What's something. What's the most from, like, any college at once? In the first ten rounds? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, okay. I retweeted something along those lines. It's not exactly what you're talking about, but uh, most draft picks by a school this year, Oklahoma 11, Tennessee 10, Arkansas 9. Wow. That's counting Mark Adamiak, who was taken day three. The only guy to go day three. No Chris Lanzilli, no Brady Slavens. Which blows my mind. Absolutely blows my mind. Somebody somebody DM'd me, and I'm not going to out him. He DM'd me, and he was like, uh, I can't believe that Adamiak was taken and Miller Plyman wasn't. And I was like, Miller Plyman retired. I mean, we saw <laughs> we saw more of Mark Adamiak than Miller Plyman, and we didn't see that much Mark Adamiak. Here's the thing about Mark Adamiak. He was going to pitch at Missouri, Everybody kind of wrote him off. Well, he he's going to sign because why would you go pitch in Missouri? So that's that's what I have to say about that. Uh, day three, Julian Bosnick taken number 410 overall by the Pittsburgh Pirates. He is a transfer commitment out of South Carolina. Left-hand pitcher would be a big deal if he doesn't sign and he comes to Arkansas. That's a guy that you need to be looking out for if he signs or not. If he gets on campus to Arkansas – that pitching staff is going to be loaded. I remember watching him, probably talking about him on this podcast when the Hogs were in Columbia in 2021. Um, As I recall, he was pretty impressive during that series. He Hawks gave the Hogs a run for their money. He didn't give up a run. Um, I actually wrote about it. Against the the number one ranked Arkansas Razorbacks. Yep. Let Let me see here. Uh, as a red shirt, no, no, in a meeting against Arkansas on April 23rd, 2021, Bosnick threw two and two thirds innings, walked four, struck out six, and allowed one run. Six of the eight outs he recorded were on strikes. Yeah. Walked four. That's a lot of batters. Yeah, he, I mean, but, you know, only giving up one run, that's fine. You know, if you walk four and you only give up one run. Yeah, damage control. <clears throat> but yeah, Julian Bosnick, 
be looking out for him. Follow me on Twitter at Cho Mason. I'll keep you updated. Uh, number 454 to the Oakland Athletics, not Zach Gregory, Mark Adamiak, right-hand pitcher from Missouri, but apparently we're saying he's a right-hand pitcher from Arkansas because he hasn't played for Missouri yet. I, how do you? Okay, I would agree with that assessment. What? Because he's. I like that logic. Yeah. If if he's you not, if you on, look at his go look at his Twitter. Right. His now. Twitter says Missouri baseball. What's his pin tweet? His photo I know is still in Arkansas jersey, right? His pin tweet. Because he hasn't put on a Missouri. He's not jersey. on campus yet, so he hasn't had a picture yet. So that means he's not really there. His pin tweet. It's not real yet. Is his announcement to go play at Arkansas? His last tweet is. Well, now it says Oakland time. A's organization. So he signed. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> he let's, signed. Let's not. There's nothing. There's so nothing anymore. Arkansas. So he's Arkansas. There's then. nothing anymore that indicates he plays for Missouri. So. He never made an announcement about it either. He just that's, put that's Missouri baseball his, in his, his bio. His last tweet was like whenever the last time he pitched for the Hogs was. But that's. But he, he had Missouri baseball in his bio. Whatever. Hashtag pro hogs. He play he plays for the Oakland A's. So technically <laughs> technically he never played for Missouri then. Should I change my story yes, now? Yes, you should. Okay. I because very productive podcast. Your, so your readers are gonna get yeah. Yeah, the, I hope that uh whatever. Just, Just fucking whatever. Articles, yeah. Arkansas. This is this is the life of being a journalist, is am I getting things right or not? Yeah. It's I mean that's our our biggest job is to get things right, and I've gotten two things wrong already. <laughs> I'm gonna have to fire you. <laughs> You don't have the power to fire me. It's a joke. Okay. Uh, and then last was number 543, 18th, 18th, round. 18th round to the Cincinnati Reds. Mason Neville. Uh, Is that how we're pronouncing it? I think it's Neville. Neville? I would I think, say Neville. I would think Neville. Neville. Mason Neville? I think it's Neville, yeah. That's fine. Mason Neville. Uh, but he announced hopefully, that he's... Yeah, hopefully he corrects me, and, he, and you're right the whole time. Okay, well, stop talking. <laughs> he announced that he is going to be attending the University of Arkansas, So you, and he, he is not going to be a, a guy that, uh, because of age, he's two years. I, I have heard that he will be, at the very least, a three-year player at Arkansas. So that's huge. MLB on this draft tracker has him listed as the 102nd best available player, and he was drafted at 543, so figured the Reds were just hoping... That he wanted some money once. I mean, if they're going to pick him that low, figure he, he, you hope that he wants some money because surely at that value, he should have gone higher. And once he started to fall, teams realized he probably wants to go to Arkansas. Yeah. Um, so as far as that goes, he got drafted, but he will be a hog. Jason Jones, who um, – I think is the number one prospect in this recruiting class for Arkansas. He announced that he's going to not sign with a major league baseball team as an undrafted free agent, and he will attend the University of Arkansas. It, Can freshmen do that? It seems incredibly silly for me to or to me that any high school player would sign undrafted. But can they do that? I don't know. I guess you can, but why would you? Like the money can't be that good. And I mean, think about it. If you're if you're going to go to college, I mean, people. I feel like all the college baseball broadcasts I watch early in the season, they're talking about how much better it is, or how much more likely a player is to get drafted after spending, you know, two three years in college. Like there's a there was a perfect example. Um, what's the guy's name? Bennett, the national second round pick this year. Um, he he's a left-handed pitcher from Oklahoma. Jake Bennett. He got drafted. This was before the draft shrunk to five twenty rounds. This was twenty nineteen, the last forty round draft. He he was taken out of high school in the thirty ninth overall round, thirty ninth round, 
not overall, by the Nationals. Um, he passed, went to OU, made it to the College World Series this year. Uh, this year he goes 45th overall, second round to the Nationals. So there's I don't I don't see a point of going that late or signing undrafted when you could go to college, make yourself some more money, especially now with NIL in the picture, right? Somebody tweeted out the the breakdown of college players drafted compared to high school and JUCO guys. I can't find it, but I know that there were significantly more college players drafted. Yeah. And so it and it did feel like this draft specifically there were teams went more college heavy than they normally do. It took a while, but eventually, yeah. Because I know at least with the Royals, which was the only team that I was like paying attention to their picks, they're normally a high school heavy team. Um, but they drafted, I think they might have drafted only one or two high school guys. I think they drafted all college guys. And so it it is it is trending that way. Um, I guess maybe because, I, I really don't. It, there's so much that goes into the Major League Baseball draft. Yeah, like like day one, from what I've seen over the years, like day one's mainly like the top, top high school guys are going to get picked. Right. And then obviously the top college guys. But the only reason they're drafting those high school guys that early is because they need to lure them with the money, like take them away from their college programs that they're committed to. Like the Red Sox, for example, I know we're all talking about our MLB teams now. The Red Sox drafted a couple shortstops from California who were committed to like LSU, I think Texas, and one more, I think like West Coast school. But that's the, the reason you take those guys in the early rounds is to offer them the most money you possibly can to steal them away from the college programs. Right. And I mean, when you, when you take a flyer on Neville in the 19th round, you're just mainly, I think they're just trying to develop a relationship with him moving forward because, like you said, the Nationals picked a high school guy. Three years later, they pick him again. You know. Well, an example of that is the team out of high school that was going to sign Caden Wallace was the Kansas City Royals. And here they are, two I guess two years later now, they drafted him in the second round, and they gave him, like, double the money. So, Good point by me. Go to college, kids. Yeah, good point by you, Christian. That's one of the only valuable things you've given to this podcast over this season. Um, uh, Zach Morris, left-hand pitcher, he announced he will return to Arkansas and not sign as an undrafted free agent. So, really, the guys that we're keeping an eye on are Bosnick, who was drafted. We're going to see if he signs. Uh, Chris Lanzilli, we want to see where he signs, but he doesn't have He's eligibility. eligibility yeah. Brady Slavens is the name, he along could, with Bosnick. Could he, return. He has another year. He hasn't been signed by anybody as of the recording of this podcast. He could return for another year. I don't know how much it would help him as far as getting drafted next year, but I really think that's just a decision of, does he want to come back and play another year in college, or does... I feel like right now he's in the Matt Goodhart situation. We should have Goodhart. We should call Goodhart right now and be like, what is Brady Slavens going through? And he's boys with Brady Slavens, too. He can is. he say? Yeah. Should I Should I text him? Yeah, go ahead and text him, and then I'll say one, one thing. Do you want to tell the listeners that Connor Nolan is not coming back just to let them know again? Because I saw you guys on Twitter. There's no way. Yeah. There. Well, and I, I saw the stat. It was like of the 300 and – 12 players drafted in the first 10 rounds last year, 309 signed, I think. And and one of them was Fabian from Florida, who should have signed. The other was Kumar Rocker, who the Mets just didn't sign him. And then there were like maybe a high – I think there were maybe one or two high school guys. So Connor Nolan's a pr- pick value signing bonus 
if you, if you just look at the pick value, it's one hundred sixty-four and a half thousand. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. Huh. My question is, I mean, how old is he right now? Connor Nolan. Yeah. Let's look it up. He's a senior, so the the longer he stays in college, the less attractive he becomes to major league baseball teams. Um, Connor. If he spent, what could he accomplish in? A fifth He's year in Arkansas. He's 23 right now. What could he accomplish in his age 24 season in college? Well, dang would... it, Robert. If he comes back to Arkansas, Walmart's going to sign him to an NIL deal for $5 million. <laughs> That's what it is. Is Everybody thinks that no, no one's going to come back and make more in an NIL deal playing baseball for the Razorbacks than he would make signing with a major league baseball he, team. He is not – I don't I – don't, this is no disrespect to Connor Nolan, but I don't think he's going to do something so spectac- so spectacular that he will boost his draft stock even more than it already. I mean, he got picked in the top ten rounds. That's an achieve. That's an achievement. Like Rob- Robert Stewart, known Connor Nolan hater. Okay. You know, minor league baseball isn't isn't the University of Arkansas, but it's definitely getting better. Like the pay is getting better. This bonus will help. Whatever he gets in his slot. Sounds so. like Rob Manford might be under fire for what he said the other day too about. He, did you hear him? He said hear. like, in my opinion, it, minor league minor leaguers are making a livable wage, and then you have guys like Eric Cole tweeting, "I made eleven thousand dollars last year." So, if there's pressure, then they'll bump it up even more. Yeah, but I, I get it. Look, I I have always been the stay at school if you have the option because especially at Arkansas because the facilities are second to none the atmosphere is second to none the competition's really really good but age is such a big deal when it comes to getting drafted Chris Lanzilli one of the best college players out there did not get drafted I don't think it would be in Connor Nolan's best interest to stick around for a fifth season yeah he's not he's not coming back he's gonna sign I mean, why are we having this conversation? Because because I, I, of the, the, the impersonation that you did. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I had the story written ready to go when he announced that I he know. was coming back to school. So I You wasted your time, you sir. You had that ready, but not the Robert Moore. That's, that's I'll take I mean, I'll man. take that one. I'll tell you what though, I had Hudson Polk transferring in. So catcher uh, from Oklahoma. Yeah, catcher from Oklahoma who, according to most Arkansas fans, is probably the worst catcher in the history of baseball. <laughs> so None of it means anything until February anyway. No. Uh, but uh, that's where we're at right now. Um, I guess Cole Ramage could sign with the team. I don't think anybody else – I mean, let me pull up the roster. I don't think anybody else is really someone that we're looking out for. All the all the freshmen are coming in, aside from Cole Phillips. <laughs> I was, I was going to say that somebody should sign Zach Gregory, but Zach Gregory needs to sign with a – School. Yeah. He hasn't signed with a school yet, has he? Oh, another guy who didn't get drafted, Braden Webb. Right. Braden Webb. I thought he might get drafted. Yeah. He didn't get drafted. He could he could sign somewhere, but he's out of eligibility. Uh Cole Ramage, he's out. Isaac Bracken. Didn't really expect him to get drafted. He's out of eligibility. Don't know what he's gonna do. I mean, he could play any ball. He might just retire. Um Plyman did retire. So, yeah, that's where we're at right now. We'll do a deeper roster overhaul episode with 
old Coach Cabo later this summer. Yes, and if you are curious about what the roster is going to look like, I do have stories over at hogbeat.com about the turnover for the pitching staff and the, the batting lineup. Um, those are not updated with transfers that have happened since then, but I do have a transfer tracker also at hogbeat.com tracking all of the transfers that come into Arkansas baseball. Looking out for one or two more maybe. They're going to have to bring in another catcher. That's That has to happen. They cannot, unless one of these guys transitions to catcher that is on the roster already, um, not on the roster from this past season, just of all the newcomers, everybody put together, and I don't know who would. Who are the two guys' names right now? It's Hudson, Hudson Polk, Polk and Parker, Parker Roland. Roland. Yes. The guy that we're looking out for is Paul Skeens from Air Force. He <laughs> will, he won't play he won't play catcher even though he could. He will he will be the Friday night starter if he comes to Arkansas. I heard rumors that he might have been on campus recently. Does that mean he's coming to Arkansas? No. He might not have even been on campus. I don't know. <laughs> You're a terrible journalist That's, reporting this garbage. That's that is the name to look out for. There's a couple of other guys. There was a guy, Colin Price. He played for Mercer, but he got drafted. He was a catcher name that I thought was interesting. Nate Thompson was following him on Twitter. But that's that's what we're going to look out for before we record our next episode, which is the roster turnover. And then we're going to hang it up until next baseball season. Well, we, we might we do, fall do fall ball. ball. We yeah. might do fall ball. I'll, I'll let you guys do fall ball because I'm going to be in the middle of football. Ooh, All right. That would be You fun. and me, Christian. Let's go. I would love to. That would be so much fun. <laughs> um, so, yeah. You guys have anything else to add? Is there I miss baseball, man. I prefer it this way when we, like, I love the sponsors because they paid for all of our crap, but uh, it's so much better to just sit here and talk and not have to worry about reading an ad. What did you guys think of the MLB draft overall, like the presentation of it, having it in L.A.? Oh, like, the first two rounds took entirely too long. Did you? Okay, some of the listeners might have heard this. There was a thing in the last round when Boston made their pick, and it was the funniest thing ever. Someone called in. I, I thought I took a picture of it. Like someone from the Boston organization called in. Here it is. And it was so funny to listen to it live. If you were listening to the audio of them announce the picks, uh, the guy said the Red Sox would like to thank the draft for a well-run process. With that said, we'll draft. And then he leans over to whoever's next to him, and he says, who? Who? <laughs> and uh, someone says, Connor Butler. And he goes, who? And someone says, Connor Butler. And he says, Connor Butt. And then the person in the background says, no, Butler. And he <laughs> and he goes, oh, you got to give me. And then the call cuts off. <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever to just be listening, and he goes, Connor Butt. And that was it. it was, poor Connor Butler, man. I mean, poor Christian rooting for an organization that's run like that. Yeah, I... I'm like so I love the draft so I'm like so I'm so into it and I follow like every Red Sox pick and I don't know I just got I got a little underwhelmed with some of our picks but who knows I don't know anything so is there anyone that got drafted that was that you were like following or like I saw Ivan Melendez get picked by the Diamondbacks that was pretty cool did we see Kumar Rocker going number three yeah that was very surprising I think and this is this has nothing to do with those guys from my hometown James Hicks Conway Arkansas. He was a, a pitcher at South Carolina. He had season-ending surgery. I don't I don't think it was Tommy John, but it might have been. But he was taken in the 15th round. He was UCA a, had someone too, right? Yeah, UCA had someone. But Hicks was a weekend starter before he got hurt at South Carolina. It's just cool because coming out of high school, he was like a, 
a mid to low 80s fastball guy and then he went to Crowder College really worked on his stuff transferred to South Carolina and uh you know I graduated with the dude played ball with him when I was younger so it was kind of cool to see that happen yeah. could have been you it could have been me if, if I would have played for UAPB <laughs> yeah if I would have played for UAPB I could have gotten drafted but uh but yeah all the uh like the sons of former big leaguers that was pretty cool like yeah Holiday, Holiday and Jones, Jones right off the bat yeah, it was Jackson Holiday looks like he's twelve. By he the way. does. Wow. <laughs> he's gonna be a baller though. Speaking of uh, of players committed to schools, because Holiday was committed to Oklahoma State, uh, Vanderbilt and LSU, they got they got shafted pretty bad. Yeah, with a lot was, of their guys. That was something I wanted to circle back to. I but mean, I don't feel bad for LSU. I'm putting it out there. They're still gonna be loaded next they've, year. They've made so many moves this offseason. The yeah. the thing is, I was talking about how only one signee is not coming for Arkansas. Think about all the other schools in the SEC who have now lost, you know, three, four signees. I think in the first 40 picks, Vanderbilt had, like, six signees drafted. Like, I was – I was, I remember watching MLB Network the, on on the first night, and Tony Vitello was on the desk helping out with coverage. And I, I was like, I bet he's over the moon seeing all these Vandy commits go, going in the first round. And then he had uh, he had a transfer commit. The guy from UConn get drafted when he was on there. Yeah, yeah, that was. But, but he was upset about that, that one. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he did a really good job, though. I mean, yeah, he, okay, he was well, a, that's he, enough Tony Vitello. Yeah, see, I know, I know Mason. <laughs> um, Gatekeeping Tony Vitello appreciation. I, I do want to say this though. Um, we talk, uh, Christian and myself talked about this with Andrew Ellis from a website that will not be named. Um, Arkansas does a really good job at bringing in freshmen that are really good, but, but not good, enough. but not good enough to get drafted on day one and, and sign, or or it, basically in the first ten rounds. Um, and there's, I don't know if there's something to that or if that's just luck or what, but you got to think that a little bit that a little bit of that is they know that these guys are probably going to make it on campus, and so. I think that that's a really good um, way to go about things if you're Arkansas, and that's why they end up getting these freshman guys that can be really good, you know? Yeah. I think Jason Jones and Mason Neville. 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 Why I, did I say Neville? Again? I don't know, but I have never heard a name spelled like that pronounced Neville. In my head, I've been saying that. Um, I think they could end up being like uh, Heston Kerstad and Casey Morton. I'm not going to say one of them is going to be the number two overall draft pick in the Major League Baseball draft, but two two freshmen, same class, who can be really good starters. What happened with uh, Jason Jones' social media a couple of days ago? Uh, I think it was a burner account. No, it was his mom. It was a burner account for his mom, and it wasn't it was his actual only, mom. It was the only tweet on that account's okay. t- timeline. So yeah, <laughs> uh, I've. I've heard a lot of things about Jason Jones over the past few days, and I'm not going to repeat them on this podcast. All I'm going to say is that there's a there's got to be a reason that he was so so much of a highly touted prospect. Let's let's start to make conclusions once we hit fall ball, yeah. and then or, and then they won't mean anything still because yeah, we got to get to February. Yeah. So, all right, boys, let's wrap it up. Out of there. We'll talk to everybody in our uh, our lineup episode with Kevin Bohannon. And then we'll be done for the season. I mean, we're basically done for the season already. This yeah. is just like summer content. It's All right. uh, preview in 2023 time. Subscribe to hogbeat.com. Do it. You've been listening to the Diamond Hogs podcast. 
Follow the guys on Twitter at Chote Mason and at DRStew32.